Hey everybody, welcome back to, oh, I guess it's episode four now of the Red Isle podcast. So good to hear you, be heard by you. Glad you're here. Um, This week we did it. We finally broke and did a cryptocurrency episode. It's so trendy. How are we not going to do it? I had the opportunity to chat with Rowan this week. So he's the lead digital marketing instructor. I'll introduce him. And we had a good chat. It's one part cautionary tale, uh, two parts game show. I'll leave that to your imagination. The music this week is from uh, Young Carts, school producer. It's called Mars. So if you want to check that out. Anyway, enjoy the episode. I'll talk to you later. Okay, and we're back for the fourth episode of the Red IO podcast. Uh, as of our recent poll results, we uh, crowdsourced the tagline for this podcast, and so we're calling it Red IO, like radio, but red. Mm-hmm. So that's really clever. I'm sure we got. We'll have a lot of people super super intrigued and uh, jumping on board at the sound of that tagline. Yeah, who came up with that? Um, I did. Uh, I entered it on the poll as a joke, uh, alongside other things that were really descript and informative, like tech talk show, podcast, and other junk. And for some reason, everybody went pun. So you can't trust people to vote for the smart thing, but you can't trust them to vote for the best thing. And that's what we have now. Um, Yeah, you didn't learn from the whole voting my vote face debacle. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Please tell me. Um... So the British Navy or something, um, they've made this new boat that's going to be an Arctic explorer. Um, It's going to be one of the first boats to do some kind of mission in the North Pole or somewhere around there. And they were like, cool, we've made this big thing. Because we're so new and hip, we're going to have an online poll with the British public and they are going to decide what the name of the boat is. And it was Brexit. Um, is that not what Brexit was? That's similar to Brexit, yes. Uh, that was another uh, another example of a poll asking the public, which went drastically wrong. Um, but in this example... He has an opinion. Um, as in the one with, uh, like, Radio But Red, um, public... Well, you gave them options, right? That's a good call. Any digital marketers out there, give people options that they can vote on. What the the Navy didn't do is give people options. They just let anyone think of a name. And uh, Boaty McBoatface got a really large number of votes. As it should. Uh, yes. So Boaty McBoatface was the outright winner, massively. And there was a good couple of months wait where it was like, Okay, the public have voted. You've made this vote. Uh, oh, you make boat face. Are you going to call it voting with boat face? And in, in the end, they were just like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're going to call it Sir Richard Attenborough or something. So Boo. they just named it after a popular man. Rude. Yeah. Yeah, that's democracy at work, folks. That's why there are several cities worldwide where the mayors are cats for multiple <laughs> terms. So Google that when you have a minute. Is that um, only in America, or do they do that in other parts of the world as well? Other parts of the world, but largely in <laughs> right. small American cities. Um, cool. Well, that's not what we're here to talk about today, uh, even though we could probably do a whole episode on democracy. Voting gone wrong, I guess, as a whole. 
Um, we're going to talk about cryptocurrency because we had to do a cryptocurrency episode. Um, what kind of tech talk show podcast or whatever radio, but red type of show would we be <laughs> if we didn't? Uh, so we have our expert here. Uh, an expert is in quotations and, and italics, mm. I guess. Uh, yes. So maybe I should say it our expert here, uh, Rowan Springfield, <laughs> who's also a digital marketing instructor here at Academy with me. He's actually uh, the lead here in Vancouver. So I work with and <laughs> below him. Well, thanks for that intro, Chris. <laughs> Did you have anything you wanted to add to your bio there? Um, my bio to digital marketing expert and digital marketing, wait, cryptocurrency expert and digital marketing uh, instructor. Well, I also do snowboarding. I also and do rock snowboarding. climbing. Nice. And yes, not really a cryptocurrency expert, but um, I have had some skin in the game for about a year and a half now. So I guess I know something. Sweet. Cool. I have had no skin in any such game. And I'm a complete novice when it comes to cryptocurrency. I have some idea about the fact that there are these kind of platforms where like, these coin trading platforms, I guess. I know that there are altcoins. I understand that it's built on blockchain. Um, I think a lot of people listening probably have somewhere in that range of base knowledge. Um, and so I'm sure I'll be sharing some of the same, uh, what might to you be, stupid questions. Well, I really hope you're not going to ask me the question of like, what is blockchain? Yeah, we're not going to go there. <laughs> no, we're going to keep this very practical sort of level. Um, okay, cool. So based on just your understanding of cryptocurrency, uh, my first question that I kind of have always in the back of my, is in the back of my head when I hear about like a huge you know, drop or a huge spike in like the value of Bitcoin mm-hmm. is like, is this something that is actually going to possibly be an actual tradable currency in like day-to-day life? Or is it something that's too volatile? I think it's kind of like the general discourse. That's yeah. kind of floating around. Is it ever going to be real? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think the question that I always have is like, okay, Bitcoin, Bitcoin's the thing that everyone knows, right? Everyone knows Bitcoin. Bitcoin is synonymous with cryptocurrency. There's altcoins, and some people might have heard of like Ethereum or Litecoin or whatever. Mm-hmm. But In the general public, you mean synonymous, yeah. right? Okay. But generally, when people think about cryptocurrency, they think about Bitcoin. So I don't know if it's going to be a part of everyday life. I know currently um, it's there are, there are issues which stop it from being part of everyday life, which is that if you want to send Bitcoin from one wallet to another wallet, i.e. from one person to another, um, it takes about 10 minutes for for that transaction to kind of get confirmed. So it's not going to be great in terms of buying a cup of tea if you have to do that. Uh, I don't know how the queuing system would work, right. et cetera, et cetera. Now, they are trying to make a thing called the Lightning Network, which is like a, a, th- a kind of another layer that sits on top of Bitcoin, which means that transactions can kind of be logged in this other layer, and then they're only sent to the blockchain every 10 minutes so that more things can happen um, much faster. So the Lightning Network, you can, in theory, you can just transact kind of instantaneously. Okay, by so, sort of by creating like a backlog of these transactions and then just like popping them all together? Is that what you're kind, kind of, of yes. Okay. Now, as we've discussed, I am not an expert on how everything works. So 
I can't tell you exactly how that works or how it's possible to do that off-chain because you would have thought that would mean that you could maybe just do something false and then it would get put to the chain and then it would get rejected. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you the answer to that. That That would be off the chain. (laughs) <laughs> stifling laughs um, yeah so I think the time thing makes it I think they're trying to develop technology that kind of improves that but I think really the main way that like to be sure Bitcoin was invented as a kind of replacement for cash um, that's what it said in the white paper is a form of digital cash uh, which is a nice idea and maybe that's what it'll be in the future. I don't necessarily think it's going to be Bitcoin in the future, but maybe a different altcoin. Um, but Bitcoin as the kind of big player in the kind of cryptocurrency space, I think its main use is going to be as a, a store of value, which which also sounds like it shouldn't really work if it's hugely volatile. Um, but in terms of volatility, I don't know why it's become this price, but Bitcoin has remained about $6,500 US for about the last month or two, maybe even three. Yeah, I've definitely heard about that. Right, with kind of the odd spike to 8,000 and then it kind of comes back for whatever reason, or 70 something, and then it kind of just drop, seems to be dropping back. Um, yes, yeah, so I see what you mean about it sort of balancing out, or do you think it's going to level out, or like having looked at a lot of tables and trends, um, is this something that's happened before in the lifetime of Bitcoin? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it has done this in the past for sure. Um, the funny thing is, because it's like, as I said, I've only been in Bitcoin for a year and a half, so or in crypto, whatever. Um, it it all seems very new to me, and it all seems like, you know, when I first got into it, when my friend told me to kind of, my friend had got really excited about it. Someone told him about it. He told me about it. I took ages to get into it because I wanted to like do less research. Um, so when I finally bought some stuff, I think the price of Bitcoin was about $3,000. Um, then it pretty quickly went up to $4,000. I got all excited, bought more of it, then it dropped back to about $2,500 for about three months, which is pretty annoying. Um, and then it just started to get absolutely nuts and was just going up by like $1,000 a day at some points wow. up until the end of December. Um, which to be honest is very distracting when you own something that you had initially bought for like I think I'd put about $10,000 in at the time and you could just see it but every time you checked your phone it's like oh I made an extra $500 oh I made an extra $500 it's absolutely insane Um, and I guess that is why gamblers like doing that yeah so it went up to $20,000 at about the end of 2017 and has gradually fallen down to about $6,500, which I think it's been at for about three months. So it took it about six months roughly to get back down to this kind of level state, which as I said, is the first time I've seen it do that. Now, if you look at like the price of Bitcoin during the last um, nine years, I think it's actually been a thing, um, then you can see like these kind of big peaks and drops have happened loads of times before. It's just never quite on this scale and never to this level of publicity. So, you know, I think we both heard of Bitcoin. I definitely read like Vice articles about what is Bitcoin five years ago. Um, 
And I thought it was just some kind of digital money and it just seemed like a waste of time. I didn't realize it was a thing that could like gain value or lose value or be useful in that way. Um, but I think that what Bitcoin is going to be used for first and foremost at the moment is kind of, there's kind of, they're trying to make um, things in the stock market based off Bitcoin, uh, things called ETFs, which are exchange traded funds. Um, they haven't been able to actually get any of those built yet because um, because the stock market basically said Bitcoin is too volatile. We don't want to have some kind of um, asset that's linked to that because it would just be nuts. So I don't know if I almost get the feeling like there are these people that hold a lot of Bitcoin, which is intentionally making the price very stable so that this ETF will get launched on the stock market and then it's just going to go nuts. Um, that would be amusing if that's what happened. Um, I think that's one of the problems with Bitcoin is that because it used to be worth less than a cent maybe at some point, there's some people out there that own a ton of Bitcoin. Like, you know, if you bought $100 worth six years ago or something, I don't remember exactly when it was the price of a cent, but that could now be worth like $50 million. And there's these people that just have $50 million worth of Bitcoin and you can just the, the actual overall trading volume of it, of it isn't that huge, so they can just like push the prices up or down, kind of as they please. Which is obviously problematic. That is slightly problematic. So a lot of economics at work here. Yeah. Um, yeah, really interesting. So yeah, on that same wavelength of kind of the, the problems between uh, of, of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and we'll line it up in a second, but I kind of want to touch on this. So I did see uh, an article in on cointelegraph.com actually mm. so, uh, so it came up today oh uh, so it's early november at the time we're recording this and it's just about california cybercrime police focusing on cryptocurrency sim swapping as quote their highest priority okay what is sim swapping chris tell me uh so according to this article i hear about this all the time and i'm just like is this people stealing people's sim cards and swapping them with a different sim card not exactly. So it refers to the act of remotely hijacking the SIM card in a mobile device. Uh, so for example, gaining access of an operator's customer database uh, involving millions of dollars and then using the control, so basically hijacking remotely is kind of the key part there, mm -hmm. and using that control to gain access to like really poorly protected private data. Um, and unfortunately, these people have their cryptocurrency login details and like their wallet passwords and stuff like that there. So that's sort of been the problem. So this is like a big issue. Um, the so React or the Regional Enforcement Allied Computer Team in Santa Barbara, uh, they're trying to bring some awareness to this and get it under control. Because it's obviously a big problem. People have like hundreds of thousands of dollars right, in many cases. And uh, no someone who's buying you know a 99 cent SIM card off eBay, plugs it into a cheap burner phone, makes a call, they're going to lose potentially all that money in one shot, right? Because there's people that are opportunistic people um, really just kind of waiting for that type of opportunity. Okay, so, wait, so what they, the information they're stealing mm -hmm. is that if people are, are they storing their passwords to things on their phone mm -hmm. and then this person somehow gains access to all of that via their SIM card yep. and then steals their passwords, logins to the things and... Punks their coin. Okay, which is actually interesting because um, a lot of the exchanges have you can have like a two-factor authentication thing. Right. Um, one of which is like, 
the exchange will, if you try and log in, they will send you a text and then you have to give them the number that they texted you and that's supposed to be like a kind of safeguard. But if someone has stolen your SIM, then they will be able to receive that text and then just log in. Right. So definitely don't use that and use Google two-factor authentication instead. Well, protect yourselves, people. Uh, it's a little bit of like an alarmist sort of article for sure. I think there's always kind of the thought mm -hmm. of cybercrime and things like that. Uh, and I don't think this is a totally new, unique type of you know crime that's happening. I, I really don't think this isn't very different from people stealing people's bank, you know, information and you know their the transit numbers or whatever kind uh, of associated with the normal monies. But I think but it kind of is totally different. Ooh, can't tell me why. Because. If you get your account hacked in your bank account, like I know multiple people who have, you know, they've logged into their bank account and be like, oh shit, everything got stolen. Um, or not necessarily that, but, oh, I woke up and someone has used my card and they've spent $5,000 buying wedding dresses in Rome or something really random. Um, and whenever that happens, you can just call up your bank and go, Hi bank, someone stole my credit card details. Hey bank. Can you just give me all of my money back? And the bank are like, oh yeah, no, no problem. problem. Sorry that you had this bad experience with our service. We will make sure that you don't get your credit card details stolen in the future. Right. Or whatever. Um, with cryptocurrency, the whole point of it, I think, is that there is no third party, that everyone just controls their own fund. That, that element stuff. of decentralization that everyone seems to be talking about right that's, that's yeah. a real buzzword that's taking the control away from the man yeah take that man uh, i mean to be honest i don't have much issues with the man uh and my money i think it's quite nice that banks will give you back your money if someone steals it but i guess there is there's always a possibility um that you know if they wanted to the bank could just say oh we're not going to give you access to your money or the government's decided that it doesn't like you, so they've frozen your bank accounts. Right. Which, you know, I really don't see that as a problem personally, but I guess other people would like the government not to be able to have control of their money at all, mm -hmm. which is kind of fair. Right. Um, so because there are no third parties, there are no banks, everyone is in control of their own thing. And if someone just robs 10 Bitcoin off you, it's like, oh, I just lost $65,000, and no one's going to give it back to you because... It's literally, it's like the equivalent of just storing a bunch of money in a shoebox under your bed, just in a more um, technological way that should be much more secure. But if you don't secure it properly, then people could just come and steal all your money. So it's a really fancy shoebox, and the money in the shoebox is a completely different value sometimes every day. Right, cool. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take that opportunity to segue into a new segment of this episode only that we'll probably never do it again, but maybe we will, um, that I'm going to call <laughs> Coin or Con. <laughs> Welcome to Coin or Con uh, contestants. Are mm -hmm. you ready to play? I'm going to explain the rules in just a second. Uh, I'm ready, yeah. Everyone's ready. That's great. So now that we're all on board, here's how we're going to play Coin or Con. I'm going to name a series of cryptocurrencies, i.e. altcoins, and you're going to be faced with the task of identifying whether it is in fact a real coin that exists or a con that I just yeah. looked in to trick you. 
You realize there's like thousands of cryptocurrencies. I can't know them all. I had a real problem finding anything that wasn't real, just from my own imagination. The first six things I Googled all were real, and I thought they were way out there. Okay. So it's going to be a challenge for both of us. Mm. All right, so the first one. Oh, by the way, I will be keeping score. Okay. And uh, based on how many of these you get right, yeah. I will be providing you with the equivalent value of a gift card towards the not yet existing Red Academy merch store. Oh, I'm excited. Very enticing. What kind of merch are we going to have on the gift we'll, store? We'll probably run a poll and find out. Mm. We're going to be selling... Maybe give people options there. Yeah. We're going to be selling water wings and pogs if we do that. Okay. And floaties. Definitely. First one. Okay, I'm ready. Quaka coin. Coin or con, Rowan? So this is your favorite animal, the quokka from um, Australia. And from the Google Anonymity Profiles. Uh, it does also sound like quite a nice name for a coin, doesn't it? I think it's a con, though. You're right. There is no quokka coin, but anyone yes. listening, Google quokka. Um, <laughs> Q-U-O-K-K-A. However, there is a coin that exists with a quokka on it that you can purchase and a virtual coin uh, no it's a real coin oh it's like a real like minted coin uh, and I think it's just like a gift sort of thing <laughs> so <laughs> moving on to coins. the next one okay coin or con Rowan tutu coin tutu coin what's it's you know what's the point of it are you going to give me any background nope <laughs> it's a coin named after tutus i.e. Mm. the no, that sounds like it could be real. Garment. So you're saying coin so or con? So coin. It's a con. Damn it. Yeah, you've been conned by the master. We call it cryptocurrencies, the ones that I made up. Patent pending. Copyright. Uh, all right. Next one, Rowan. Coin or con? No, popcorn's real. Dennis Rodman is an avid promoter of popcorn. Whenever he does his trips to North Korea, which... It's very unusual. He always wears popcorn uh, merch, probably from the popcorn merch store. He's friends with Kim Jong Un. Whenever he does, the price of popcorn jumps very slightly. Wow. Uh, okay, maybe a little bit too mainstream. So you got that one yeah. right. Ding. Uh, also, there is uh, Kushcoin, Cannabis Coin, Bonger, uh, Ganja <laughs> Coin Pro, also for the professional. Popcorn <laughs> professional ganja coin. All right. Don't think. Okay, so I mean, it'd be good if we had someone on here that was a real expert because there's all these coins, right? Now, why do we need? Well, a, why do we need five different coins that are somehow related to weed? But b, I'm assuming that the point of popcorn is that you somehow buy weed with it. Um, but I think the whole point of cryptocurrency is that you already have something called Bitcoin, which is like a, a kind of store of value. So why do you need to make a different coin to buy different products? Does that make sense? I can't answer that for you, Rowan, and I have no idea, but uh, it seems yeah. to be doing something on the trading platform because people get really excited, I think, when they see something in like a lucrative industry, especially. They're like, hmm, what if we did do all our transactions with cryptocurrency? And for instance, off the top of my head, the dental industry Coin or con, <laughs> Dentacoin. Is this real? You just made this up? 
You don't know. Come on. Wrong. It's a real coin. It is the only cryptocurrency for dentists. Dentacoin is a digital token on blockchain network. Like that. Yeah, you got hustled. That's no, why I'm the host one. of the show and you're playing coin or con. Um, okay, speed round. I'm going to just fire out the next uh, five or six, and then we're going to kind of see where you land. Currently, you got three right and one wrong, so that's pretty good. Really? Oh, no, I lied. I think it's two and two. I think I have three wrong and one right. Maybe it's two and two. We'll have two. to check the tape. Oh, yeah, I got it. It's two and two. It's two and two. We're obviously taking this very seriously. Okay. All right, speed round. Yeah. Trump coin. Oh, coin. Coin. Canuck coin. Vancouver Canuck coin. Wait, is it cryptocurrency or just any coin? So it has to be crypto. <laughs> Definitely cryptocurrency. Okay, con. Con, correct. Uh, Putin coin. Uh, crypto. Correct. Coin. Jennifer Lawrence coin. Gen coin. Uh, probably real as well. Con. Lettuce coin. Lettuce. Definitely coin. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kanye coin. Uh, also true. Yeah. Real. False. It's actually Coinye is the oh, name of the cryptocurrency. You so just called it the wrong name. We're not going to give you that one. Okay. Whopper coin. Uh, I think that's true. Correct. It was definitely proposed. It's definitely a thing. And I'll give you one more, and I'll make this one worth two points in either direction so it could detract. Ooh. And we're going to call this one. So this is like the, the final jeopardy for double the money. Or can I gamble all my money? Okay, you know what? Yeah, I'll let you do a bit. You've got currently one, two, six, correct, I think. Anyone who's uh, listening, don't go back and count. Just enjoy the show. <laughs> um, What's your wager? I'll wager four, and therefore I could be up to ten if I really nail this. Right, you can get ten smackers on the Red Academy merch store when it comes to exist. Can't wait. All right, last one. Coin or con, Rowan? Yeah. Cthulhu offerings. A coin dedicated to the Pirates of the Caribbean, not inspired, but present, beast sea creature that kind of looks like a giant squid man. So the coin is just called Cthulhu offerings. It's just the, meant for the king of darkness, Cthulhu. Praise Cthulhu. Oh, these crypto people, you can never tell. Um, I think that is a con. It is actually a real coin. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, and so that takes you down to two points for the game. So I'm going to get you a nice tuning. And you actually got four wrong. So we're going to, you actually owe me two bucks towards the Red Academy merch store. Thanks, Ron, for playing Coin or Con, everybody's favorite uh, cryptocurrency coin based inspired game show. All right. Well, we're up to about half an hour right now. Um, <clears throat> we've kind of covered all the ground that I was interested in covering today. Rowan, do you have any uh, any kind of key takeaways from your experience um, having traded a good amount of crypto in the last, how long has it been now? Let's say a year and a half. A year and a half, which is, I think, a good amount of time, right? I mean, maybe not an early adopter, per se, but mm. having done that, being very much, I guess, active in the crypto community online, what would be your number one um, tip to anybody who's listening right now that is interested in starting to trade um, or something that maybe you wish you knew before that someone had told you coming in? Uh, so I do have some learnings from this experience. Um, it's a, a term called taking profits. 
-hmm. And that means if some coin that you have just earned loads of money and went up massively recently, probably sell it. Um, Things don't just go up forever. Now, I guess I got slightly tricked into this because for a period of about a month, I would say, Bitcoin just went up a lot every day. I it kind of put into my mind you should never sell the things because they they'll probably just keep going up, um, which you know really ended up biting me in the ass. So now I'm more of the approach that if something just went up a bunch, don't necessarily sell all of it, but sell a good half of it um, because that would be prudent. Would be sweet to make some money if you're going to choose to do that. Yes. So don't hodl forever is kind of the key takeaway from Rowan Springfield today. Don't hodl forever. Um, something else, I've recently got more into trading. You can use something called a stop loss, which is like a little rule in your exchange that says, for instance, if the price of Ethereum drops below $190, then sell it again. And that way you've only lost 10 bucks, which is 5%, um, which, you know, wouldn't be a huge impact in your life. So what you can do is if you set that up, then you can pretty much just buy it, let it run, and maybe the price will go up to 230, 240 bucks, in which case sell it. Um, And if the price doesn't go the way you're expecting, then you lost whatever, 10 bucks, five bucks, whatever you say your stop loss at. So I never used stop losses initially because I was worried that the price would like dip really quickly to your stop loss and then bounce back up again. Um, And I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but if you set a stop loss considerably below where it should conceivably bounce, then that shouldn't happen too much and should mean that you're more likely to get upside without selling, uh, without just losing your money. Because as recently as like a few months ago, I thought I could see a pattern of a coin that was going to increase in value. I was like, cool, I'm just going to buy that for $2,000. And then it kind of went okay for a couple of days. And then it just started going down and then kept going down. And I guess I was still stuck in my ways of thinking it would come up again. Mm-hmm. And I lost 30% on that just in the last couple of months. So That's the, really annoying. The gambler's fallacy. You lost $600. Maybe you were doing an idiot. Boo. So if I just set a stop loss would have not lost a lot of money. Stop losses. Sounds very practical. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you for taking the time to, to have a chat and educate people who are listening about kind of just generally what you can do in the world of cryptocurrency and, and playing a really, really difficult, challenging game show that I'm sure uh, tugged at your neurons. But Chris, why don't you have any cryptocurrency? I am. I heard your friends are all traders. In debt. Um, I keep telling you to buy cryptocurrency. Maybe this is the way you could come out of debt. That's uh, that's another type of gambler style. Why don't you take out some more debt and buy hmm. some crypto? I was actually going to go to the money mart and <laughs> just uh, just get a couple checks and uh, dump it all into Dogecoin. So uh, maybe I'll let you know how that One goes. of our students actually made a decent chunk of change off Dogecoin the other week, didn't he? Old Matt. Shout out, Matt. Shout out, Matt. Sold the top. My actually, man. he didn't quite sell the top, but he sold most of the way to the top. Uh, and then it dropped again. So that's the win. Respect. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening as well. If you have any questions at all, you can always hit us up 
um, on the old Twitter and Instagram primarily, just at Red Academy at dot at Red dot Academy on Instagram specifically, and make sure to use the hashtag Red IO Podcast, all one word, and we'll track you down and hit you up. Um, and probably makes sense to mention the pages as well. Uh, <laughs> sitting with me has been Rowan Springfield, a beautiful mind and a swell human lead digital marketing instructor at Red Academy here in Vancouver, and knows a thing or two about the old cryptocurrencies, Denny. Um, I've been Chris, and I do some a similar type of work here at Red Academy. And since my boss is in the room with me, I just want to ask you, uh, I have a dentist appointment tomorrow at 9.30. How do you feel about that? Um, sounds okay. What are you getting done? Uh, a couple cavities. Ooh, two calves. Coin or con? Cavity coin. How are you feeling about those cavities? Not great. I hope everyone will join <laughs> us for the next episode when we talk about something else something else that's one last question chris sure what's your favorite altcoin altcoin i think currently it is definitely lettuce coin but what about raven coin you've been raving about raven coin well i definitely know more about crypto than before at least what we have coming down the pipe next is an interview series so i had the chance to sit down with actually some red academy alumni and we had a chat about where they came from and where they're headed so if that gets you excited make sure to follow us anywhere you get your podcasts and at any rate i've been chris i'm gonna get out of here and you should go get your car out of the snow and stop procrastinating on whatever you've been putting off bye